Hello everyone, welcome to the BYU Pre-Med Podcast, hosted by myself, Kai Anderson, where we will discuss everything you need to know to become a well-rounded, well-prepared medical school applicant. All right, hello, future physicians. Um, we're excited to, for another episode today. Um, today, I have with me Isaac Wilkins. He is a pre-med student at BYU, and I'm just going to start off by having him introduce himself and tell us a little about himself. All right. Hello, everyone. Uh, my name is Isaac. I'm a freshman here at BYU studying microbiology, uh, pre-med, um, and I'm also pre-mission. So I came here out of high school doing a year before my mission. Um, for those of you out there who can relate to that, um, that's a little bit about my perspective. For sure, yeah. I think that's something that I have never had. I, I mean, I went on a mission right out of high school. And so um, we're we're happy to get a, a fresh perspective in here. As I was thinking about different people we could bring on the podcast, um, Isaac actually reached out to me and I thought, what a great idea to get get a freshman in here, someone who you know is at the beginning facing all those sometimes overwhelming challenges at the start and just trying to figure out where to go. And so to start off, Isaac, I'd just like to ask you, what were the main questions you had about going into medicine when you first started? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I kind of had um, one really big question and a couple other questions come up with that. Um, so I guess like coming right out of high school, I didn't have a ton of an idea of what medicine was really going to be like. So I kind of was curious about what really is the commitment? Um, why should I, why should I do medicine? Um, and then really just where to start, um, uh, medicine, the more that I seem to talk to people, it's just became more and more overwhelming. Um, there's just so much you have to do. So I was really, the biggest question for me was really where to start. Um, where do I get involved? Where do I, where do I jump right into? Um, so those are kind of my big questions. For sure. Yeah. With, with so much to do, it's definitely like, it's like, okay, how do I even get started on all this? Because it's like, I feel like I should have started on this five years ago, but then they only want things basically from, from um, you know, at the start of college onwards. So it's like, right. man, how, how am I going to find time to do all this? Where do I even begin? And so I know there's lots of resources at BYU. Can you tell us a little about some of the resources you use to, to start finding answers to those questions? Absolutely. So first and foremost, um, one of the most valuable resources that BYU offers um, is the Pre-Professional Advisement Center, yeah, um, or the PPA. Really mm -hmm. uh, if any of you out there have not explored that option, I would strongly recommend it. Um, they offer, especially for anyone who's brand new, you freshmen out there, um, they offer these pre-med workshops, which are just like one-hour Zoom calls where you get to meet with Kai or Christina or David, um, which is awesome. It's their full-time job to help out pre-med students, and they're really good at it. So they offer these Zoom calls. It's a great place to start. They'll introduce you to um, a variety of different resources that you can use at BYU um, and kind of teach you about what it really, the whole track looks like, because it is a process that you have to start early on. Um, so the PPA is awesome. I definitely start there. Um, another really good resource that I found is other BYU students, specifically older BYU students that uh, maybe juniors getting into applying. Um, they've been super helpful for me. Um, a great place to meet a lot of those students 
Um, in my experience has been clubs. So I joined the BYU pre-med club. Right. Yep. Awesome. Awesome decision. There's tons of great kids in there um, that are just super willing to help. BYU is an awesome place. People here are nice um, <laughs> and they'll help you out. Um, again, another club that I joined and a little plug because I am board member for the, um, this club, the Undergraduate Research and Internship Club. Okay. Yeah. So I met a lot of really good, good students through that um, and other members of the presidency. Um, so for any of you out there listening that are interested in getting in research, that's super important for your applications. So come come check us out um, on Instagram at BYU Research. Just a little plug there. Um, and then another resource that has been honestly game-changing for me has been the BYU um, pre-med mentorship program. Right, yeah. Um, and basically what that is, is they pair up younger students with older mentors. Um, and that has been awesome for me. I, I was fortunate enough to get paired up with an excellent mentor who has a ton of experience that has really kind of changed my perspective on the whole pre-med track and has been able to get me involved in a couple of different opportunities that have been awesome. Um, so that's, that's kind of what BYU has to offer. Um, outside of BYU, one thing that I'd strongly recommend um, sooner than later to get a better idea of what it's like to go into medicine um, that I've done is shadowing and chatting with doctors. Um, getting in their work experience for me has been really game changing. Um, I just didn't have a great, I thought I, I had some misconceptions about what it was like to be a doctor um, and shadowing has been awesome. It's been game changing for that. Um, just get to be in the OR um, and also in the clinic to see what that's really like. Um, so yeah, shadowing and chatting with doctors. And then also the pre-med podcast. Hey, um, there we go. <laughs> all of you out there who might be new listeners, uh, I recommend going and checking out the other episodes. Um, I've I've done a lot of research about what it's like to be pre-med student. And I can tell you that pretty much every episode on here has some really solid, true things. So um, go check out those episodes. Keep following. Um, it's a great podcast. Kai here is doing a great job. Yeah, I appreciate Isaac. And I promise I'm not paying him to say that. There might be a little bit of incentive. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, just going back on a couple things you said there, um, talking about the PPA center there with with Kai Barnett and and um, David Kaiser. And I haven't done a whole lot with Christina. And, you know, I, I love them all. Um, Kai and Christina are teaching me in the like a preparatory application to med school class right now. But if you're wondering kind of who to go to and things, I would I, I just a kind of a brief overview. You know, Kai is like she will make you feel so good about yourself all the time. Like if you're if you're feeling discouraged about medicine and you need like a little boost, go to her. She'll tell you how it is, but she'll also just make you feel like you're a million bucks. And it's true. You know, we all are. Um, we all have worth in that. We all have something that we can give to medicine. And sometimes it just takes someone else to to see that in us. And then if, if you want someone who will tell you how it is a little bit more, I, I'd recommend going to, to David um, for that. I've spent lots of time with both of them and, and they, I've both found them incredibly useful. Um, but if you have if you have a preference there, there's kind of a little bit about them. And then you also talked about the, the mentor program. I've been a part of that on both ends now. And honestly, this would be something that I'd say is really great for freshmen and sophomores. But I'd say it's even more beneficial to juniors and seniors who are planning on applying because it helps you build a network with people who are in the same boat as you who are getting close to applying. And so you're going to be sharing things with your mentees. But for you juniors and seniors listening, like this is a great time to make connections with other students, figure out like little tips and tricks with applying and things. Um, and like Isaac was saying, like BYU students are a great resource and that's a great place where you can meet lots um, as, as juniors and seniors too, because, you know, there's always more we can learn about the process. 
And then lastly, you mentioned shadowing. I, I was just recently shadowing a, a doctor in a, in a family clinic. And I just say, yeah, the more shadowing you can do, the better. It's hard to get into shadowing. Um, I, I just, I have a podcast on that one. So if you have questions about how to get into shadowing, definitely go check it out. It's, it's some good steps to follow. I, I struggled a ton trying to find doctors to shadow because as a Canadian, I didn't have a whole lot of connections down here. So um, it's, that's, that's a great place to look if you're trying to figure that out. So lots of different resources that we can have to answer our questions, but still, it seems like after all this, there's still, you know, always more questions that we have to answer. And so the next thing I asked Isaac about was, um, just to come up with a few questions that he still has about the process, maybe some things that are specific and we can talk about them. If we, if, if neither of us can figure out the answer, then it'll definitely be something that uh, I'll do a, a later episode on and after I do some research on. So yeah, looking forward to this discussion now. So, um, what are, what are some of those things that you, that you've been thinking of Isaac? Yeah. So, um, one question that I've been struggling with, um, is about clinical and patient hours. So I was just going to ask you what's been your experience, um, and what's your opinion on the best way to go about finding clinical and patient hours that are going to be valuable. That's a really good question. Yeah. And this one, it's, there's so many options, right? Like there's, there's lots of different ways to get clinical hours. I think the most common ones that we see are people doing jobs as a medical scribe, um, people that are working as a CNA or an EMT, and then also phlebotomy. And from what I've read from medical schools and worked with, um, with the advisors, I would definitely say that phlebotomy is the, the least of those. I'm not saying like if you've done it that you're not going to get into med school. For, that's definitely not true. But if you're looking for one that's going to really maximize your potential, phlebotomy isn't it. It just doesn't put you in those situations where you're dealing with, you know, sometimes difficult people or difficult situations. Um, EMT is very exciting and, and fun. I think I think a lot of people that do that really enjoy it. There's definitely some training that you have to do before you can work as an EMT. Um, and I have a couple friends who have taken that route. I got certified as a, a CNA, nursing assistant, and I worked at Provo Rehab for a, a summer full-time. And this was something that was kind of tricky for me as a Canadian as well, because I'm not technically allowed to work down here most of the time. And so I had to do it through a special internship with the school, and I won't bore you with the details of that. But um, I'd say CNA work is definitely one that they love to see, um, because that's something that it, it's a grind, you know, like it's weird hours sometimes, and you are getting your hands dirty for sure, you know. You're dealing with um, all sorts of bodily fluids all day, and so if you can if you can handle being a CNA, you can you know it's a it's a good indicator that you'll be able to handle the the life of a uh, as a doctor as well. And I have lots of friends as well who have just recently gotten into medical schools who worked as scribes for for a long period of time. I think that's a great way to to you know get an in with doctors because then you have you know automatically someone you can shadow and ask questions to if you're working as a scribe. So. Yeah, like I said, there's not really a right answer here. And it's about kind of what you make of the experience too. As I've been going about writing like for extracurriculars and, and things right now um, for the application process, it's not so much about what you've done, but how what you've done has impacted you. And so figuring out, okay, this is what I did. How did that change me? And so trying to find things that are going to push you out of your comfort zone and, and make you into hopefully a better future physician. That's Those are the things that we want to be doing. Awesome. Good, good stuff, Kai. Thanks. Um, I think, um, 
yeah, I mean, all those are great. I've heard about all those options. I never quite heard that perspective on it. So that was super valuable. Um, okay. The next question that I kind of had, um, and this might, I don't know if there's a right answer to this question, um, but for those of us who are looking to stand out um, and avoid being the so-called cookie cutter pre-med kid, right, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> what, what do you recommend about how to stand out from other applicants when you're looking at applying to medical schools? For sure. And this has been a question that I have struggled with a lot and definitely one that I, I'm continuing to research and try to figure out because I am so much like every other, you know, cookie cutter pre-med student. You know, I'm a I'm a white male. Um, I'm going to be coming out of my undergrad and applying. I don't even speak another language. You know, most of the BYU kids have that up on me having served in South America or something like that, you know. But yeah, lots of lots of people exactly like me who are applying. And I think... I realized a couple things. One is don't just be someone who checks the boxes because um, that's what everybody else is going to do too. It's going to be like, okay, yeah, you have the patient exposure hours, you have the research hours, the clinical hours, you know, because everybody's going to have those hours and then you're just going to look like everyone else. And so this goes back to an episode earlier called like making your arc or creating your arc. Um, but try to find something that makes you you. And even if it's something that's the same as someone else's, it's going to set you apart because it's genuine. And so I think being like genuinely yourself and doing things that you're passionate about is going to stop you from being a, a cookie cutter, you know, pre-med applicant, because all of a sudden you're not just, you don't like just look pretty and pretty on paper, but you're a real person who has real goals and a vision of what they want to do. And so that includes, you know, like sharing your weaknesses and sharing how you've grown in, in different ways. They don't want to see like a hardcore, impersonable person. They want to see a real person. And the more real you can be, um, while still, you know, being a great applicant, the the more, the more, yeah, so the more real you can be, the, the better chance you have of standing out from the rest of everyone else who's just, you know, checking those boxes. But I don't know, I, what, what other thoughts have you had about that on, on how to try to stand out, I guess? Um, no, yeah, I think that's all great. I really like the story arc. Um, I enjoyed that episode of your podcast a lot. Um, and as I've met more and more with the PPA and talked to older students, that seems to be a common theme. You really got to have something that ties your application all together. Um, and so I think that that's, you, you nailed it there. Um, and like I, like I kind of said, I don't think there's any right answer, um, but almost like how you can coherently talk about and write about your experiences that like make you stand out as an applicant. Um, yeah. Any other thoughts there? Yeah. Like, like I said, I think it's just standing or making what you've done worth something. It's not about what you've done, but how you, how you can write about it and how it's changed you. And then I'd say that's another way to stand out is to become a really good writer. Like just write every day, whether it's just about your day, um, whether it's, you know, for a class, just try to write every day. Writing helps us think in a linear fashion and, and get our thoughts out too. And so it's it's great for so many reasons, but it'll especially help you just become a better writer so that you do seem real and genuine. You stand out uh, compared to all the other, you know, average writers. It's not a skill that many pre-meds have, you know, we're, we're great in the sciences, but when it comes to, to things like writing, it's, it's a lot of people struggle there. So, yeah. That's good advice. Become a good writer. Okay. Um, and kind of the last big question um, or challenge that I have right now, um, and I know that this is going to increase exponentially down the line, um, but how did you found a balance between school, research, service, clinical hours, um, and then balancing that with the social life and a family life um, and spending time with your hobbies and things you enjoy? 
For sure. And I think the tough answer for a lot of people is you're going to have to make sacrifices, right? Like you're not going to be spending every weekend going to parties or, you know, flying to different places and, and having vacations and stuff, you know, there's going to be times where, and I think this is actually a really good thing about being a pre-med student that you have to make those sacrifices because you're going to have to continually make those sacrifices as a physician too. You know, like you have to be on call at certain times. Lots of people want to be a doctor because like, oh yeah, great lifestyle, great paycheck. But there's, there's a lot more to it than that. As you've probably seen shadowing, it's, it's not just, you know, show up nine to five, four days a week and pull in my half a million dollar paycheck, you know? So I'd say, I'd say the first off is be willing to make uh, some sacrifices, but then this is something that I've actually really learned this semester. I'm in a, a class. It's, it's honestly kind of a blow off class. It's called effective study and learning. Um, it's, a, it's a great two credit class. I highly recommend it. Um, but a lot, one of the things we talked about was is trying to find a balance between study and, and, and recreation. And something that we talked about is finding effective ways to recreate. There's a lot of things that we do that we think are giving us a break, but aren't really giving giving us a break. For instance, like social media, just like scrolling on, you know, Instagram, TikTok, whatever, like that sometimes seems like a mental break t- to us, but our brains are still just going, you know, through that time. We're thinking about all sorts of things. It's It's nothing that's like unwinding us or helping us like be refreshed. And so I think it's about, I think it really is work hard, play hard, like find things that you can do that you have to put some effort in, but you're going to feel better after doing them. For me, one of the biggest ones has just been going to the gym. You know, I, I work, I work hard when I go to the gym, I come back, I feel physically exhausted, but you know, mentally refreshed and ready to, ready to do some of those other things. So I'd say, yeah, just finding effective ways to, to recreate with the time that you do have and then cutting out that kind of, you know, gray area. Like I'm sort of working sort of on social media, sort of watching Netflix block out your day and say, this is the time where I'm going to be super effective in my studying. And now I'm going to go, you know, have a ton of fun. And then I'm going to come back. I'm going to be super effective in studying again. And then I'd say the last part of that was just be having like a, a routine sleep schedule. Like you don't have to be exactly with it like a missionary, but, but just keep a, keep a good sleep schedule and it'll help you uh, have that, that good balance. If you're waking up early, you can get a lot of done in the morning. That's awesome. I really like that. I, I've never really heard that before about um, effective study breaks. Um, I know I can definitely pin down times in my life when I was not effective with my study breaks. So that's good advice. I really like that. Yeah. I mean, it is so easy just, you know, to pull out your phone and you're like, okay, I'm going to take 10 right. minutes. Yeah. And then like you feel worse after the 10 minutes than you did when you, when you finished yep. studying, you know? So, yep. Another thing that guy said, and I, I, I'm sorry for calling him that guy, he, the professor for the class. I can't remember his name right now, um, but he said uh, it's an on-demand class. So I, I just watched the lectures, you know, um, he said nothing good really ever happened. Like nothing productive is going to happen after like 10 p.m. You know, like if you're like trying to like cram for a test, just just be done with it at a certain point and just go to bed. Like you're, you're going to lose eff- effectiveness. You're going to be super effective for you know, depending on how good your study endurance is, I found for me, it's about an hour and a half. And then I need to take like a, like at least a 10 minute break, 20 minute break, go for a walk, get outside, do something. And then I can go back at it again. Um, But just, yeah, know what your limit is or knowing when when your productivity is going to start decreasing. So then you can, you can recreate 
you can take that break and then you can get back to work after that. Awesome. Good stuff. All right. So those were, those are some uh, concerns that Isaac had about, I'm sure that lots of other freshmen have had and definitely super valuable to, to bring them onto the podcast to talk about these different challenges that maybe us, you know, juniors and seniors have seen um, and have kind of forgotten about. Um, so it's great to, great to be able to talk about those things. And so just in closing, what advice would you give Isaac to a totally overwhelmed and just like fresh freshman who's just decided like, yeah, I think I want to do medicine. Yeah, totally. So um, I'm, I'm fairly new as well. I'm, I'm one semester and this is my second semester, but I've learned a lot in that first semester. So um, here's some of my, maybe just like three really quick bits of advice. Number one, um, put your grades first. Um, the one thing that, I mean, grades and MCAT score, those scores will get you in the door with medical schools um, and get you an interview. So it's very professional out there who are looking where to put your time. Um, it's awesome to get involved early in lots of different things, but I prioritize your grades first and foremost. Um, and then the second bit of advice um, kind of pertains to um, those of you who are really looking to get in early um, and jump in at every opportunity. So like, for example, um, when I went out to seek out volunteering, um, I initially started with some things that I wasn't super passionate about, um, but I've kind of found something that I really love to do. So I teach um, kids to play the piano, specifically special needs kids. Um, and it's something that I love to do because I, lo I love to work with kids. I'm, I'm the oldest of a bunch of kids in my family. Um, and I love to play the piano. Those are two things I'm really passionate about. So being able to combine those um, into something that is going to account for hours for medical school um, is awesome because when I go to serve, um, once a week for a couple hours, it doesn't really feel like I'm checking a box. You know, I get to hang out with these kids um, and just have fun with them. Um, and it's honestly a highlight of my week. I really look forward to it. Um, so I guess I digress a little bit, um, but I'd say when you're looking to find extracurriculars, service, research, all those things, um, find something that you're going to enjoy um, and something that you're actually passionate about. Um, yeah. And then and my final bit of advice, um, this is a BYU podcast. So <laughs> I feel like I got to say, um, just take advantage of all the opportunities to grow spiritually here at BYU. Um, there's tons of, tons of opportunities. Uh, this university really is a special place. Um, and there's a lot of amazing opportunities to grow your testimony and come closer to Christ. Um, and as important and as busy as we are as pre-med students um, with everything, um, I just say like, remember what's most important in your life. Um, remember who's kind of behind all of this um, and know that he cares about um, the things that you care about too. Um, so yeah, that's kind of my advice out there. Um, best of luck to all of you um, right here with you. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for that, Isaac. Um, just going back to that, that second piece of advice you gave um, for you, for your listeners, you weren't able to see Isaac's face when he was talking about volunteering with these kids, but um, this is something that is great in the interview like i could tell just from the way isaac was was talking about that and the way he looked at this that was something that he genuinely enjoyed and you can you can see that in a person if that's something that they really do enjoy or not and that's going to show if it's not showing in your writing because you're very skilled at writing let's say um it, it will show in in the interviews so find those things you like and then that becomes your you know that's that's also recreation time for you it's it's not something that you feel like a, a task or a burden to do but it's something that helps you feel refreshed so, yeah, 
really great example from Isaac here on, on finding those opportunities that will that will help you out. And I definitely agree with him on that last point. Grow as much spiritually as you can, um, especially pre-mission, you know, like that's, that's its mission is just that on steroids. And so if you can get as much of that in before and after, then that's, that's wonderful. So thanks for joining us today, Isaac. And we appreciate you all for listening and stay tuned for more episodes to come. Thanks.